0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me, and it's unusually early on a Saturday morning, and there's a reason for that, but I'll get to that uh, in due course. And to be honest, I'm going to crack straight on, so we'll have a little bit of that twangy guitar and then we'll jump straight in. Obviously last week was mainly about Boris and and what was going on um, in the Tory party and that moment seems to have passed and I don't mean it seems to have passed I mean the, you know there's lots of there's lots of Boris articles going on there's lots of um, people you know ha- having their five penneth uh, on the situation that's that's occurred but what was interesting over the weekend was that they were already the contenders were already literally pulling themselves apart uh, and and arguing and briefing and it was getting very very toxic very very quickly Um, we've ended up with a ridiculous sized field though interestingly one of the people that I mentioned last week that I thought um, would uh, be a potential front runner Ben Wallace has decided not to not to put his name forward but all that means is that the other person that I suggested in Penny Mordant I think is just going to Steal that position, and essentially will probably um, take take those that support. There's a lot of alignment between the support for um, Ben Wallace and, and Penny Morden, so she'll probably pick up some of that. So it's looking like Penny Morden's made a very very strong start. Um, but but all over the weekend, uh, it's been a, a briefing war uh, in terms of the news, um, and it seems to be that. Stopping Rishi is 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 the name of the game. So clearly, number ten is already briefing um, against Rishi because they see him as the the main um, player in in the downfall of the PM. I mean, I mean, it's absolute nonsense, really. The downfall of the PM is down to the PM, but um, but they they certainly seem to be pinning that blame on him, say far more than uh, Sajid Javid. Uh, but then Javid's not made it to the starting post, so um for whatever reason uh, i think what's what's interesting um is it seems to be the right of the party that seems to be tearing itself apart so it's going to be interesting to see that who comes through rishi's i mean there's no way rishi's a centrist candidate but he will be seen as being more traditionally conservative than a lot of the others so uh, that the the fight seems to be for who's going to keep the flame of the of the far right and and we'll get onto that a bit further down the line um but just the initial thing of the you know of the weekend um seems very much to be literally how bloody this thing is going to going to get I mean I wrote in my notebook uh just just tearing chunks because they have been absolutely tearing chunks out of each other it's also been um I'm I'm I've spent a lot of yesterday and quite a bit of today. Um, reading the Sunday Times there's there's been some really really good commentary um and you know I mean you know me in politics. the paper's given over to politics this week. It's taken the place of a lot of the other news that's normally in there. So the times has been a bit of a politics fest so it's been it's been great to actually you know immerse myself in that uh, for a couple of days. Um, and I don't know. am I looking at this? I'm a little scared because there's, there's not anything that's very attractive about any of them. But then at the same time, I'm also wondering what Labour's got to fear from any of them as well. So we'll see how the week develops. Tuesday. This is going to be one of those Is It Me sections. Um, but there's something I noticed a few times for a while, and I mentioned it to Alison today, and she said exactly the same thing. So I don't know if it is me or not. But And this is, do you know what? talk about first world problems this is literally the lowest of the low things to even mention that couldn't be less important uh, and is really not an imposition on my time or a problem for me I think well no it's a problem for me I think because of OCD but it's certainly in no way shape or form is it is it uh, a hardship or an imposition or anything of those kind of things but is it me if you're an iPhone owner are you having to do more app updates than you used to do? I've got so I'm quite funny with my app screen on my on my iPhone. I don't have pages and pages. I have two pages of of, of apps, and then I have one folder with everything that I don't use very often. So I don't, you know, Alison's got like five or six, and which which really um, don't get me started on that because that really does my head in. But I've I swipe across, and and those are my two pages of app icons. So my App Store icon is on the second one of my pages, so it's not there all the time. And I kind of have that thing where I like to keep my notifications sort of done. You know, I like to have done my work, uh, so to speak. So if 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 it says I've got an email, I'll read an email. If it's I've got a LinkedIn notification, I'll read that, and so on and so forth. So I like to I like to you know when I'm being told about something, I like to I like to check it clear it off this kind of thing of feeling that you're up to date i mean again it it doesn't stand up to scrutiny so don't even go there but the one that seems to be going bonkers is you'll do 25 30 35 updates of your apps on a monday and then you'll look again on wednesday and it's on 18 again i mean what are these people doing i mean can they not just can you not just get your app right? Because there's no discernible change in any of them. You know, you do a thing and it's always, oh, it's bugs and fixes and we're making it better. We're making it, we're turbocharging uh, to use a Borisism. We're turbocharging um, the weather app. And it's like, well, I don't want the weather app turbocharging, And I just want it to tell me the weather. I'm actually fine with it. Maybe this is the bit that comes along where you don't like people moving anything in Tesco or Sainsbury's or wherever. Um, But it seems to be every day I swipe across and I've got 25 more app updates and I've only done 20 the previous day. I'm not quite sure what's going on. Now I'm sure there's somebody technical who will tell me that actually, do you know what, you've got 60 apps on your phone and in reality it's not the same apps every time and you know it's fine and all you've got to do is press a button and it does it in the background and don't worry about it. And you've got virtually unlimited data anyway on your phone and you're always connected to the Wi-Fi, so what the hell are you banging on about? And in that respect, you're absolutely right. This is, this is not something even worthy of discussion. However, it was a discussion in our house today. Wednesday. It's got to be a shout-out to Shane. Um, it's got to be a shout out to Shane, who um, and I know I've shouted out to Shane before, and a shout out to all of you because I love all of you that listen. And you're all fantastic. And there's been quite a lot of chatter on Discord this week, and it's been absolutely great. And um, I can't believe that there are people still listening to this, and I can't believe that you know there's not only people listening to this, but there's a community that's grown around it that seems to be a really beautiful thing. So, it, but apart from that. And I know I've done this before, and I'm going to carry on doing it periodically. I will do this. I will shout out to all my patrons, and I will shout out to that whole group of people who just are lovely and fantastic. And uh, also the fact that Shane, bless him, uh, in the same way that Course a couple of weeks ago sent me the uh, acoustic versions of the um, of the of the. You know the the little textures um, that go in between. Shane every single week uh, in the discussion that takes place on the uh, the Patreon um, channel on the um, on on each episode segment, which by the way you can get to even if you don't. Support me on Patreon. I.e., you can listen to this on on Patreon, and you can get involved in the comments because it does open up on Patreon after a few days, so it becomes available to anybody. So um, I'll try and remember to put the Patreon link on, but you can do that uh, anyway if you if you wish to be involved in the in the chat. Um, and there's always some some great conversational stuff that goes on there. Um, but Shane, um, bless him, um, Shane listens every week to. The episode from that week and then the corresponding episode from the two weeks before, even though he's listened to them again before. So if you think about year one, if you think about this week, year one, he's listened to that twice now because he listened to it last year when he listened to the same week for week two. And now he's listening to it this year. So this year he listens to this one, the new one, which he's never heard before then the, the one from the same week, the corresponding week last year, which he's already heard once before, and then the one from the corresponding week from the very first year, which, of course, he will have heard twice. And then he writes a little a little few paragraphs just to, just to say what was in the first one and what was in last year's and then what was in this year's. And I read it every week, and it's really, really, really nice because it takes me back to recording the episodes because once I record them I don't listen to them. So once I've got it off my chest that's it I'm done. So it takes me back to to what I said and and it's the some and it's not the politics of this that and the other and it's not what's happened at the time it's the quirky things that drop in that that are really nice to remember. And then obviously it all gets muddled in. So and and he does that I mean, if he carries on doing this, and if I carry on doing this for, say, a few more years, he's going to be doing six or seven episodes at a time. Don't quite know how he's going to fit it all in. But I've just got to shout out because it's a, it's a thing of beauty. And if you want to read it, you still can. You can still sign up on um, on, on, on Patreon, Patreon, and you can look at the episodes and you can see the chat that goes on from the episodes on there, uh, should you wish. <laughs> I'm going to touch on Tory leadership one more time. Um, Not because anything incredible has happened through the week, um, just because I want to speculate on something um, that does fill me with a little bit of hope. Uh, I mentioned at the start of the week that it looked like the Tories were were tearing chunks out of each other, uh, and that continues to be the case. But what's interesting about where we are is that it's the... It's the loony side of the project. It's the Brexit side of the project that seems to be struggling to find the right candidate um, to replace Boris, and potentially whether they'll even get the right candidate on the on the, in the into the final two. Uh, because obviously, you know the way it works, we've got however many candidates we started off with, and that will be whittled down to two, and then those two will be um, put in front of the members. Now, Boris said something interesting at PMQs this week, um, which was a bizarre PMQs actually, and he looked fairly broken. I think he made a good job of trying to be upbeat, but he looked fairly broken. Uh, and Kia looked very comfortable and like he was enjoying himself. Um, and, and that was the he that might be his last PMQs. Uh, now, they've been trying to get him a foreign trip for next week to get him out of it. Clearly, he doesn't want to be there. Um, and the talk, and then, obviously, he wouldn't do another one anyway. But there was also talk about whether there'd actually be a leadership contest, whether it would actually go out to the uh, to the party at large. Um, the interesting thing about it going out to the party at large is when it goes out to the hundred sixty, hundred seventy thousand 170,000 members, and we don't know exactly how many they are, but they've picked the last two prime ministers. They picked Theresa May and they picked... Uh, Boris Johnson, um, because both of our last two prime ministers have been picked in between uh, elections, and um, they've made a fairly naff job of it. If we're you know being perfectly honest, so there's no guarantee they'll make any better job of it this time round. Uh, but of course, those 100. I mean, it's a wonderful situation, isn't it? That we're that, that you know we've got. I mean, think about it. Everybody seems to be talking about things now that only seem relevant to the 52% of people who voted for Brexit rather than the 48% of people that voted Remain. So the entire, the entire makeup of the leadership election seems to only be talking to the 52%. So already I'm excluded as part of that. I'm not being considered. My views aren't kind of being considered, almost by either party, to be perfectly honest. But my views aren't being considered because I'm part of the 48 So if you're in the 52%, you have got half a chance. Except if you're in the fifty-two but you're not a Tory party member, then then whether you want, you know, Penny Mordaunt or you want Liz Truss, he's largely Academic, you might have wanted Jeremy Hunt, but you, you ain't been given that opportunity. So um you can you can have a moan and you you know, as part of the fifty-two percent you can turn around and go, Well, yeah, all right, but still I'm not getting what I want, so I'm gonna have a bitch in a moan. So you've got the forty-eight percent moaning you've got the 52% getting a little bit better but then they're moaning at the same time uh, because they're not getting quite exactly what they want and then so you then get down to the 160, 170, 180 thousand Tory members who theoretically speaking are getting a better deal because at least they're getting to choose out the final two but those people are going to be moaning because they're going to look and go well actually I've not had any say in getting from 12 or 13 or whatever it was down to the final two so in reality the only people are getting to pick here are the 300 and you know 58 Tory MPs now I'm not saying that's a a good thing or a bad thing Um, you know I I do wonder whether this should be being played out in public anyway but anyway you could go any any number of ways around on the particular topic but the fact of the matter is that that everybody virtually everybody's got something to moan about in this particular situation and of course what seems to be playing out is that it seems to be pretty much nailed on that Rishi's going to be on the uh, in the final two but is there going to be a nutter is there going to be a keeper of the nutter flame in in the final two as well because the 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 pure play brexiteers don't think that uh, penny Mordaunt is is you know a true keeper of the faith uh, which is interesting because Penny Porn actually voted for Brexit and was a very very vocal Brexiteer, whereas Liz Truss, who everybody now wants because they 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 see them, they think they need a deranged nutter, um, and and Suella Braverman's already been knocked out. Um, I mean, if you look at Braverman, uh, Badenoch and Truss, they they're your three kind of slightly you know on the edge, um, very much you know Boris kind of end of things you know, very anti woke, very very into making sure that we can be as, as cruel as possible to, to people looking for any form of improvement in their lives, and then keep going with this mythical St George version of Brexit that is harming everybody, but somehow is 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 pure. Is is you know, in a sovereign sense it's pure, even though it's doing us the most amount of damage. So those are the three that are kind of there for that. And you know, Braverman's gone Badenoch's not going to make it all the way through. There's a suspicion that Badenoch actually at the end of the day will align behind Rishi because Rishi will probably give her a very, very nice cabinet post. So she'll do very well out of it. Uh, There's also a suspicion that Michael Gove, who's supporting Badenoch, has supported, which always seems strange from the beginning, a very, very strange choice. Uh, for Michael Gove but actually was just a way to say he's standing for somebody when in reality he's not really standing for somebody he's just waiting because he knows she'll not make it through and then he can give Rishi his endorsement essentially second hand when a lot of the stings taken out of it because the early part of this thing was all about who's going to align with who at the beginning and Michael Gove's quietly you know sidestepped that by making what seems a unusual choice, but might all be about what does he do when Badenot drops out, particularly if she does align with Rishi and takes her votes along there. So suddenly you get a very strong Rishi Sunak and and Liz Truss is going to be floating in the weeds. Now I think Liz Truss has looked ridiculously wooden all week um, and and I don't think she'd be able to campaign. If she does get get through, she will will not do herself any favours in the three months over the summer or the two months over the summer campaigning. But it's. Just, it just seems to be that, you know, that kind of anti-woke, uh, really, 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 really harsh on, on immigration, um, really pure on Brexit as a thing, even though Brexit has no ideological or makes no ideological sense, um, th- then they, they potentially won't even have a candidate. So the Jacob Reeves-Mogg's and the Dean Doris and the Steve Bakers won't actually have anybody to to stand behind when it comes to that final vote, which will be delicious, I can tell you. Friday. Okay, so I'm up early because um, the eldest uh, has just... Um, being taken to school to be dropped off to go and catch a flight to Vietnam and Cambodia. Well, Vietnam first. Well, Singapore first, then Vietnam. So he, the next time he, next time he gets in bed, he'll get into bed in Ho Chi Minh City, um, and he's away for a month. And it's uh, a fantastic trip. Uh, it, it's been in the planning for, um, you know, um best part of a couple of years. Um, can't believe it's come round, actually come round far quicker than you, you thought it would do. But they told us that at the beginning, that it would come round very quickly and it, it has done. And he's disappeared off today with, you know, two stuffed bags. Uh, with what he needs for a month. Uh and we'll wait and see, you know, what form of our son we get back in four weeks' time. Um but he will have an amazing time and the and the itinerary is absolutely incredible. He's done really well. He's raised about half the money himself for the trip. Um and thank you by the way because I know some people here have, have have supported some of his um his his efforts. So thank you. It's very much appreciated. Uh, and and that's it. And because there's no phones being taken We will hear very little. Well, we won't hear directly from him now for a month, Um, and it's a it's kind of a weird kind of um, morning, really. Um, A lot of the week's been taken up in all those last minute prep. There's not been time to think too much about the enormity of it, and yet I was lying in bed this morning thinking, um, certainly for the point of view of say uh, Alison and I. In all the time we've known each other, I don't. We've not. We've not done four weeks of not seeing each other. There's certainly no point where I've not seen, you know, either of the children for four weeks. And I know it changes when university or something like that comes along, but I can't. I can't recall a period of, of four weeks ever not seeing, you know, not seeing Alison. So for it's it's kind of a it's kind of in that respect it's, it it is unusual. Um, to you know, particularly as there won't be any contact at all um, for that to happen, and uh, I mean, we're all fine. You know, I'm sure we're going to really miss him while he's not here. Um, you know, and it, it's it. And as I say, there's not been time to think about that bit of it. Uh, and he'll have a fantastic time. I mean, I mean, the itinerary is just incredible. They'll be so swept up in what they're doing that it will pass in a, you know, in a in, a, in really short order. But, um, but it, it's just, it's hard to explain what I'm actually feeling this morning. Uh, I'm genuinely excited for him. I think he'll have, as I say, I think he'll have an amazing, amazing time. And I've not really thought about what we're going to do uh, in the interim uh, when he's not around, because it's, it, it, as I say, it's For that length of time, it's just unheard of. A few days, yes. A month, A month, no. Uh, I mean, a month's virtually long enough. You could rent out his room. Um, though, to be fair, you can't see the carpet at the moment, so that would be quite difficult. But, you yeah, know, we'll see how we get on. Um, stay safe, everybody, uh, next week with the temperatures that are coming I don't know, and I'm saying that in such a patronising way I don't know what stay safe really means in that respect I guess it means that you just don't go out in direct sunlight and we don't do that anyway and whether it's 33 degrees or 34 or 29 you're probably doing exactly the same things and it will be a little bit sticky and unbearable for a few days but, um, you know, uh, I don't know if anybody's in a space where 40 is going to be a thing I think we're going to get to about 34, uh, 35 next week and that's only for certain points of the day but... Yes, still a little bit unpleasant. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. And by the time we speak next, we we might even have a new prime minister. Who knows? If you've enjoyed therapy for me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.